On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I talk about one of the most intense weeks of my life so far and share the lesson it has taught me about resilience. Hey, what is going on? Welcome to this episode number 182 of Life and Lessons. I'm Sean Spooner, and if you're new here, here's what you need to know. This podcast is a place where I share the lessons I wish I knew sooner. Think of this as me learning out loud, sometimes on my own and sometimes joined by the most interesting people I know. The only thing that's guaranteed with this podcast is that every time you press play, you're going to learn something new. Now, firstly, apologies, this episode is a couple of days late, but I didn't want to miss this week. I wanted to make sure that at some point before the end of the week, I sat down and had the conversation that we're about to have because it would be quite ironic to not do so. If I decided that I didn't have the time and didn't have the energy in this intense week to not record this episode, it would kind of make redundant everything I'm about to discuss because this week, since you last heard an episode, so not since we last spoke a few weeks ago, but since the Bonnie One episode this time last week, has probably been one of the most intense weeks of my life. Now, I don't say that lightly because I know that every time we speak, I say, oh, it's been so busy and oh, there's so much going on. This week has been different. This week has been insane from so many different levels. It has just been a lot. So for example, worked all last weekend to get a project ready to go live. So we had a big e-commerce project that we've been working on for a few months that I think you would have seen something about in the vlogs from a few months ago. I can't remember exactly, but this has been a big ongoing project in the business, taking up lots of resource and lots of time. And it was finally the time to put it live over the weekend. So lots of hours in the office, essentially just double checking all of the work that had been done, making sure that everything was ready to go and then supporting others in the team where I could because I'm not very technical. So it wasn't really my back, but just being here to make sure that all was good. And then on Monday, again, it was a normal day in the office, but lots and lots of long hours. Uh, and we were actually here between, I think, 8 a.m. and 2 a.m., on the Tuesday because that project went live at midnight on the Tuesday. So that was an incredibly long day, an incredibly stressful day in many ways because lots of things happened to ha had to happen all at once for that project to go live at midnight like it did. And then Tuesday on very little sleep, had to be back in the office to finish writing a very big, very exciting project proposal that would have been difficult anyway because it was quite nuanced and quite detailed. But having to do that after the go live of that site the day before, these deadlines just happened to fall into place in quick succession. There was nothing we could really do to manage or plan time better. Then Tuesday night, still on very little sleep, travelled from Wales to Manchester and then spent Wednesday and Thursday with a client, the same client whose big e-commerce website had just launched making sure that everything was going well with different teams there, like their customer service team and dealing with uh, customers who were uh, becoming accustomed to the switch over from the old site to the new site and just looking at any teething issues. So that was two days with a client and then traveled back on Thursday night, got back to the office around 10 p.m. And I was going to record the podcast at 10 p.m. on Thursday and I got into the office and I sat on the sofa in here and I just couldn't be asked. So I packed up and I went home. 
Now, thankfully, yesterday was fairly chill. Had four meetings and a lot of kind of small tasks to catch up on just because my time had essentially been swallowed up from two big projects all week and traveling all week. So it was busy, but it wasn't super intense. And then yesterday evening, drove to Cardiff, spent more money than I care to admit on a Five Guys because I forgot how expensive Five Guys is. And then just did my little walk around Cardiff on Friday for a few hours, listened to music, had a nice time. Uh, But other than Friday, this week was incredibly intense. And then on top of the the kind of business stress, there are a few other things going on. For example, I think I'm going to have to move the first marathon because of a ongoing injury. I'll talk more about that in a minute. Uh, there was a personal situation towards the the end of the previous week, beginning of this week that was just, I don't know, stressful until it was sorted. I don't know what else to tell you about that. Uh, there were a couple of bits that needed to be sorted for clients fairly urgently. There was a minor annoyance in relation to uh, something to do with all of this content. I won't go into detail, but something happened, which to be honest, annoyed me that probably wouldn't have annoyed me as much if it wasn't such a busy week, if I wasn't so tired and stressed and whatever, but that kind of lack of sleep just compounded how difficult it felt. And then just layer onto that, the fact that everything I've had to do for, uh, in a normal week has had to happen this week anyway. And there's a big presentation to a client next week. And at the end of next week, I have a stag do, which means I'm not in the business on Friday. So things are busy in that sense. And also, finally, just to add into this kind of layering of pressure, all of the goals that I have this year basically necessitate that I don't stop moving. And what I mean by that is the goals that I laid out in that hotel room at Silverstone in December, which I very much plan to reach this year, I'm doing everything I can to reach those goals. They don't really allow for wiggle room. They don't allow for complacency and they don't allow for weeks like this to derail me. Now, this is all to say that things were difficult this week. And like I say, next week with uh, the nonstop uh, working that's going to need to happen to facilitate being out of the business for a couple of days for the big meeting and the travel and a few other meetings that need to be taken care of. And then that stag kind of condensing down the work time. It's going to be a very intense week again next week. But I have learned something during these kinds of weeks in the past, which is that the stress and pressure that you're able to withstand in the short term builds resilience in the long term. And what I mean by that is if you were to have put me in the position of having to deal with all of the little things that I had to deal with this week, say five years ago, I don't think I would have been able to do it. I'm not sure exactly what my behavior would have looked like, but I don't think I would have had the 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 mental clarity or the resilience for want of a better phrase to just get on with it because that's kind of what this week looked like and I, I've, I've surprised myself in many ways with the extent to which I've been able to just keep going in a fairly unwavering way like thing upon thing upon thing compounding in this kind of pressure cooker of a week and yet despite all of that feeling very acute being able to just carry on taking care of the next thing in front of me and then the next thing and then the next thing and keep things moving. And I suppose the analogy is the swan, right? Where everything's flapping underneath, but on the surface, particularly when you're spending a couple of days with clients, like they don't want to know or care about the personal situation. They don't know about the content thing, right? You have to have these different gears that you can shift into. And I don't think a few years ago, I would have been able to do that. 
But there's only one reason why I think I'm able to do that right now. And that's because I have been through at least a version of each of these situations before. And when you have been in a particularly high pressure, high stress, intense situation before in any area of life, it's difficult the first time around. I don't need to tell you that. You know that. But I'm sure you'll agree that the second and the third and the fourth time of a similar situation, something which is even just analogous, makes it far less intense. Once you've been there once, you can go there again. And that's nice to know when it's like a singular situation. But when three or four or five of these things compound within one week, I think the same is true. I think that your threshold of what you can deal with changes the more you're exposed to intensity and the more you're exposed to pressure and stress and things not going the way you perhaps wanted them to go, right? And it's really important to understand that because it means two things. Number one, it means that in the moment, regardless of how difficult things are, it is those, I guess the analogy is working out, right? When you lift something heavy and there are tiny tears in the muscle and it hurts and it's difficult in the moment and you're struggling to do that last rep, but those tears repair and build growth. And that growth is then there to be utilized the next time and the next time. And these kind of weeks feel exactly like that to me. You know, they're not pleasant in the moment. They're not easy in the moment. Fortunately, I think I'm in a place in life right now where I'm far better at dealing with them than I was, say, four, five, six years ago. But two things. Number one, I only got there because of the previous experiences, because of the uh, the high-pressure e-commerce launch we had, say, four or five years ago. Like, that allowed this one to go much smoother. Of course, we've learned a lot as a business and taken on people and whatever since then, but I'm drawing parallels between the, the mental pressures rather than the actual sites here, to be clear. Um, Similarly with the, the the personal situation, like something like that a few years ago would have derailed me. Whereas this time I just texted a couple of friends and I was like, cool, let's keep it moving. In the moment when these things are difficult, it's nice to know that you're building that resilience because you're having to go through this. You can't go around it. You can't go over it. You can't go under it. You have to go through it. But once you have you know that not only you have the ability to do so in the future, but every single time in the future when you're faced with a similar situation, it's going to be easier. And I'll be honest, I kind of surprised myself this week because it was just comically a lot with everything going on, particularly the first half of the week, to the point where I've been really looking forward to this weekend to, I say, have a weekend off. Like I'm still doing bits and pieces and then I'm going to go to the cinema tonight and I've got a gig tomorrow and I'm going to spend a solid chunk of time working on the book proposal tomorrow. Like There's lots of stuff going on, but it's stuff that is kind of done in solitude and there's no client work that needs to be done and there's no business planning that needs to be done. So this has been nice, but up until this point, I kind of surprised myself with my ability to just get on with it. And it's nice to know that because this week is now over and because I, although it surprised me, managed to push through all of the different situations all at once and be okay, that next time there is a week like this, I will be better equipped to deal with it. And the next time and the next time. And so it would have been a shame for me to not record a podcast this week about how pushing through pressure and still getting the thing done is important because like I say that would just be quite ironic right if I didn't 
release this episode at some point this week. So I got it done. Uh, and then, like I say, tomorrow will be fairly chill. I'm going to go and see Migration on my own in the cinema tonight, which will be interesting because I'm fairly sure it's a fucking kid's film. But I kept seeing the trailer when I've been in the cinema recently and I thought that looks fucking wicked. So I want to see it. So I'm going to go see it tonight and then go home and chill. And then tomorrow, like I say, I think I'm going to do a food shop for the next few days and then go to Cardiff, work on the book, work on some other content related bits and some planning bits and then jump in the car and drive from Cardiff to Bristol to see Dan Whitlam in Bristol tomorrow night and then from Monday onwards despite there being lots on despite me having a actual stag do on Friday Saturday Sunday and so on I'm going to try and go into a period I'm telling myself 100 days I don't know how long it'll be but a period of kind of intense focus and intentionality in a couple of areas of life just to get things dialed in like I haven't been to the gym really since like I don't know October and with this injury I haven't been training for any of these marathons for like three or four weeks now just a few little things like that just to dial things in further so that's going to start from Monday now just very quickly this marathon I do not think I'm going to be running my first marathon of the four this year on the 3rd of March as was the plan so three or four weeks ago now I went on my first long run of the very condensed training block around Cardiff and I ran 17 of the 18 miles I was supposed to and then felt that the tendon down the side of my foot into the base of my foot on my right foot was just really sore overtraining injury classic went from not running for a month to running 17 miles which is the longest I've ever run in my life probably not ideal but it felt like a necessity at the time because I needed to get training for the marathon now ironically that has completely scuppered my chances of running this first marathon at all because it is in what three weeks four weeks and I can just about walk like even walking is difficult right now so I've been doing a read of the marathon details for this first one and it looks like I can move the Alton Park March Marathon to their Alton Park November Marathon and I think I just like swap the space and pay a little fee or something I don't know exactly how it works I'm going to look as soon as I've hit publish on this episode actually but I think that means that the plan will be for the first marathon of the year to be the 5th of May in Belfast and then the Wales one and the Scotland one to go as planned and then the England one to be in November sorry hiccups that's the plan right now it's not ideal because that wiggle room that I spoke about when I announced this has now essentially been used up because I've got 12 weeks until the next marathon as of tomorrow and then it's fairly evenly spaced out so it is March June July sorry May June July September no but I don't know <laughs> I have no idea they're fairly evenly spaced out is the point and it means that the wiggle room is gone but I think that is the most sensible thing because I can't currently train for the marathon that's in three or four weeks and if I were to train I would not be able to do it because I'd continue to injure myself and if I weren't to train as is currently the case I would I think very much struggle to finish a marathon with no training so there's no real ideal outcome here so I just need to deal with it and move the dates and see what happens and in the next 12 weeks just do my absolute best to both recover 
and also train for that marathon, which will be the first one of the year on the 5th of May in Belfast. I think that that is everything. This has probably been a very random, a very sprawling episode, not least because this week has been so intense. So I'm not sure if anything I just said made much sense. But nonetheless, in the spirit of just documenting my thoughts and trying to learn out loud, this week felt like a really good one to make sure that I got this episode out. And so here it is. Thank you as always for listening. I hope you have a good week and I'll see you back here this time next week for episode number 183 of Life and Lessons. See you then. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 